Jesus said, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. All right. Uh, good morning to everyone. Um, as uh, Father Manoj mentioned there during the announcements, that uh, this has been quite a, a week in our parish and in our country. Yesterday, our nation remembered that terrible day 20 years ago when unimaginable death and destruction set us on a path that we still trod, even though the last troops have left Afghanistan. Our dead were named, our bells were tolled, and our wounds were tended. Closer to home, we lost Marge Wegner Thursday night. And then came Friday. That morning, more than 100 people gathered here to remember Bob Klopp. Shortly after that, there was another funeral for Mary Allen. But who among us then knew of the agony that was going on in the intensive care unit at Johns Hopkins Hospital, where Scott Gregory kept vigil through the long and heart-rending hours of that day, sitting and waiting for the final report on Linda, his beloved wife of 56 years. He did not wait alone. A chaplain came. His priest came. His sons and their wives came from across the country to gather around the hospital bed where Linda lay tethered to a ventilator. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear to my cry. Hold not your peace at my tears. That's what I said, standing there, reading from Psalm 39. For I am but a sojourner with you, a wayfarer, as all my forebears were. Turn your gaze from me that I may be glad again before I go my way and am no more. At 4.40 p.m. that day, the doctors declared that Linda was gone. Each of these events touched our community in their own unique ways. But let us not lose ourselves in sorrow and grief that we become like those who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have died. And there is this fact. Next Sunday, we will be baptizing babies. We will be celebrating new life that has come into the world and into the body of Christ, even as our hearts ache over those who have joined the saints in light. Brothers and sisters, we know that in the midst of life we are in death, yet always, always we are in Christ. But who? Who is Christ to us individually and corporately? What does it mean 
to give ourselves over to him, to deny ourselves, to take up our cross and follow him. And follow him where? The call is all-encompassing, frightening, demanding, and challenging. It is a call to radical and continuing transformation. Today's gospel opens with a piercing question that Jesus poses to the crowd that is around him, to the disciples who have been with him, and to us who sit here today. Who do you say that I am? He goes on to describe his journey, his rejection, his death, and his resurrection, each step upending previously held notions about the Messiah, the Christ, the one whom God anointed. Great suffering is at hand, he says. Impossible would have been the reply. The Messiah doesn't suffer. He makes his enemies suffer. All through Mark's gospel up to this point, Jesus has been racking up one victory after another over the demons. It was just as Isaiah had said, Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped, and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. All signs pointed to Jesus, and Peter knew it. All that was left was for Jesus to call on God's holy angels and crush the Roman legions. Why all this strange talk? You can imagine Peter consumed with frustration, overwhelmed and exasperated. You can imagine him saying, Jesus, for heaven's sake, get with the program. Scripture says Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. And then Jesus rebuked Peter, rejected the temptation to escape his own destiny. Then, instead, he gave the world a challenge that no one had considered. If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Let us consider this verse. Jesus isn't forcing anyone to join him. The choice is ours. We can say no and go on about our business even if we come Sunday after Sunday. We can say yes, Though we may bolt at the first sign of hardship or unexpected risk, we are not held against our own will. We are given an open invitation with the requirements clearly set before us in three imperative statements. Each one finds its origin in Jesus. In her meditation on Mark's gospel, the scholar Don Otani Wilhelm writes, To deny oneself is to place Jesus' priorities, purposes, and path ahead of our own. To take up the cross is to be willing to suffer the consequences of faithful living. To follow him is to travel to unknown destinations that promise to be both dangerous and life-giving. Society has taken Jesus' words and, and given them meanings that might have surprised him. Denying oneself doesn't mean saying no to chocolate during Lent. And Wilhelm points out the problematic ways that self-denial has been imposed upon women and others who are expected 
to suppress their own God-given talents and their yearnings to deny themselves out of fear and concern that someone in a position of power might feel threatened or offended. And so they deny themselves a corruption of what Jesus has intended. Then there is the uh, extreme examples of running off, say, to the monastery and deny myself behind those walls or running off to the convent or even in the priesthood of taking on Christ and feeling we will deny ourselves only to find that wherever we go, our demons are there waiting with wide and open arms to welcome us. To deny oneself is to live the way of Jesus the Christ, who, as St. Paul said, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, humbled himself, and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Now, brothers and sisters, we do not need full-blown martyrdom to prove ourselves, but humility, love, compassion, an unflinching desire to be in right relationship with God and each other, these are necessary aspects of Christly self-denial. Bearing our cross does not mean putting up with an annoyance like rush hour traffic on I-97 or a colleague whose presence always raises our blood pressure. To take up our cross is to carry with us an acute awareness of the cost of discipleship, of the possibility that our best acts of self-denial, our holiest acts, may result in rejection and loss. Yet the cross is essential and inescapable. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who gave his life during the last days of World War II, once wrote, the cross is not the terrible end to an otherwise God-fearing and happy life, but it meets us at the beginning of our communion with Christ. These two imperatives, self-denial and bearing the cross, are prerequisites for Jesus' final call, his final imperative, follow me. Here again we can see how society and technology have have given the words a new twist. Follow me. It is the catchphrase of influencers on Facebook and Twitter where one's stature rises and falls with the number of followers. Imagine Jesus posting a, a pithy saying that ends with, follow me, or perhaps boasting that he has one billion followers. In the world of social media, followers may be admirers, curiosity seekers, people who accidentally click the like button. To follow someone comes without cost and involves no risk. Yet this is not what Jesus means in today's gospel. He wants us all in, brothers and sisters, not halfway or part-time or when it's convenient or or liable to get us a pat on the back. Jesus does not need admirers 
who cheer from the sidelines. He needs disciples who deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow him. And we who follow him must pattern our lives after his example. And not only that, but also live day by day as if we are walking beside him, walking with him, shoulder to shoulder in fellowship. Where he goes, we go. Be it Naomi's village in Kenya, the homework club at the Stanton Center, the ICU at Hopkins Hospital, or the baptismal font here at St. Anne's. Every place where God's people are found, he is found. And we, who strive to answer the high call of Christ, who press on even when we fall short, as we are bound to do, we, who have surrendered our lives for his sake and for the sake of the gospel, we, his followers, are found there too. Not by force, not by compulsion, not by obligation. But brothers and sisters, we are found there by love. Take up your cross, the Savior said, if you, my disciples, would be. Take up your cross with willing heart and humbly follow after me. Amen.